All right, you ready to rock and roll? Yep. Maybe. Yes, so. Who's, maybe. Who's, uh, who's doing the... <laughs> I don't know. Can you repeat the question? Uh... <laughs> no. I'm doing the Malcolm in the Middle thing here. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> Episode number 11 of the Havana podcast, Havana, <laughs> Havana Cafe podcast session, some, what is it? Let's start again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start again. Yes. Havana Sessions podcast. Yeah. That's it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast, episode number 11. I'm Clay and I'm here with... Sarah Beth Hunt. Yes. And... What have you been? What have you been up to since last week? Well, just fill me in, just, yeah, just briefly. I've, what have you been up to? I've been doing some good writing. I've got um, a novella that's about to come out uh, called The Oracle's Tale. So I'm finishing that up. That's been with beta readers, and um, I've edited it. And yeah. Hey, where's my copy? Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'll send it to you this week. Right. Yeah. I want my copy. Yes. And you got the kids are out of school? Kids are out of school. Yeah? Yeah. So now it's been a I'm soon to have an week. empty nest completely. Yeah, I know. Can you imagine that? We're going to have to yes. hold your hand a little bit. It's it. Empty nest. <laughs> All right. What are we talking about today? Speaking of uncertainty. Yes. <laughs> so my question nice for you this there. week <laughs> is, um, do we need to be certain of our path to start walking it? Okay. Um... And I, you know, I have a yes and I have a no kind of going into my head and they're competing. And I think that was when I texted you this article. It's an article uh, that was on the Inspire um, Inspire Daily blog, and it's a, a blog written by a guy named Mike Morse called Certainty. And as I was reading it, it's the classic stuff. It's like, you know, all the great people, they didn't need everything they needed to get started, and they just kind of run. And if you want to, you know, be great too, then, you know, stop thinking about the little things and just begin. And as I was reading, I was thinking, well, hold on a second. What if someone needs to have some things in place before they begin? And I'm guilty as a coach of, of doing the same and saying, yeah, pursue your dreams, go for it. You only got one life to live. Just do it. The Nike commercial, yeah, yeah. you know, all that stuff. But I'm, I'm guilty of the same. And I suppose it hit me different um, that at that particular moment because I'm embarking on, on doing some things and there's a bit of an uncertainty and self-doubt in me. And so when I was reading that, I was thinking... The hell are you talking about, Mike? Come on, <laughs> you know, yeah. So I guess it was it's just a, it's raw. real easy. It's yeah. real easy to stand at the end of a certain journey that you've had. Like for instance, your you know business journey, and and you finally made a success of it. And it's really easy to stand and say, well, yeah, you know, embrace uncertainty. It'll all work out. Well, it doesn't always work out, and the, and the people at the beginning of the journey know that. And so, yeah, I think what you're saying, there's something about it. Yes. I think that the thing that occurred, that's jumped out at me 
first is that I think we and, and I think something we can all agree on is that we all hate uncertainty. You know, yes. that, that it's an uncomfortable thing, that we are constantly scrambling to find the ground beneath our feet and to feel like we can kind of predict to a certain extent what's going to happen based on our actions. You know, and, and that's like from little things to big things, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a, something innate in us that wants to have a feeling of certainty and control. I think that certainty and control both going together, even though... I think rationally, logically, we know that everything is pretty much kind of half chance. You know, there's a chance built into is uncertain. We don't know um, the outcome, um, and most things are not in our control. Even though we be- want to believe, and we like to believe that we have control over most things, are out of our control. Yet we feel compelled to want to constantly uh, exercise that I think the thing that I liked about the article is that you know basically he brings out not only our our anxiety about uncertainty and the fact that we always really try and avoid uncertainty even though it's kind of built in but that it's the desperation he says and the need for uncertainty sorry the need for certainty that keeps us busy, that keeps us spinning the wheel, that keeps us kind of holding on to a, what can be a stressful lifestyle. And the thing I thought that was interesting about that is that talks about an underlying buy-in that we all may be guilty of, of hanging on to the stressful aspects of our life. Because, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there, you know, going, you know, be mindful, calm down, it's too stressful, you know, take a break, blah, blah, blah and all these techniques, but if you're not addressing your underlying motivation for spinning your wheel, none of the, the, those are all just plasters or band-aids as we, as you and I would say, on, on the wound, you know, so I thought that was a really good insight. I think that like, what is that need for certainty driving us to do in our lives? And if we don't recognize that need and we don't face it and start working on our ability to be comfortable in spaces of uncertainty then we're bound up in this stay busy stay busy try and control like you're saying try and control keep it all together you know I think a lot of it again I think we've talked we've touched upon this on uh, a few episodes ago but some of it's just the societal pressures are different now isn't it there's a you know, there's a push to work more, do more with less you know that whole corporate saying going out and you know there's cutbacks and uh, people want to hang on to their jobs because they need money to live and all of that. And so then, you know, I think, you know, you know, I've worked inside of a company and I've done work for companies where, you know, we're only going to pay you for a 40 hour a week, but we expect you to work 60, 60 hours. Yeah. Um, and then if you and, and even on it's even on your evaluation and they give it some fancy term like, you know, whatever it is, like going above and beyond the what yeah. you need to do but everybody needs to get that I'm trying to think of the exact phrase that was used in this particular one but at any rate it's like you expected to give this extra and then it's like well if you've given that extra this time well we want even more next time so there's always that push I think that's true and I think that's true in our work but I feel like I am guilty and I'm kind of constantly trying to fight against this 
because I'm really aware that I do it, is this staying busy. And because, you know, when you're not busy, there's space, you know, and you see it in other people too, in friends and family members, that it's not a comfortable situation sometimes to be alone, to have nothing to do, to, you know, to take that space that's put up in, on the pedestal as this is the dream situation, right? Like you're not working now or you're taking some time off or something. But there's, you know, there can be an anxiety around this. And I think for this very reason, because that, that space is filled with uncertainty. What do I do? What do I think about? Like, who am I without all of these things? And I think, you know, I, I guess what I'm saying is I see a drive in many of us, include, and I include myself in that, in this drive to, to keep things in control and to, to keep things predictable and certain, or to, ha you know, to have the ability to predict what's going to happen. You're staying busy, you're staying busy, you're doing, you're doing, you're doing. I think there's a, it's a, two things going on in my mind. One is, it, and I've been doing some stuff with, um, with uh, sort of mythology, and I was thinking, when is the first time that we actually were sold the myth of keeping busy? Think back to your fairy tales and or there's two that are ingrained in us from the very beginning. Can you remember? At least Gra one of grasshopper them? and the ant. Yep, grasshopper and the ant. And what's the other one? Oh, I don't know. The tortoise and the hare. So he was steady, go on, and that's how you win, by being sort of steady along that, whereas mm. the hair was just doing all, flittering around, having a good old time. Yeah, definitely the grasshopper and the, grasshopper and the, and the, the ants. Hands is a, yeah, Absolutely. The message is definitely clear in that one, <laughs> isn't it? It's definitely clear in that. Don't sing the summer away, although that's what we're all planning on doing, isn't well, it? Yes, like, well, bring yes. on the summer so we can kick up our feet. So, it, it, you know, some of it, it sort of starts there, and then I think it's... You know, there's this thing that says, okay, well, plan for the future. So all this is about the future. So I'm going to be all stressful and do all this stuff now and scramble and make all this money so that someday I'll have enough where I won't have to work. Yeah. And so then I can do all this other stuff and have space and be quiet and, totally. and without any you know, anxiety that comes with that because I'm not busy. Um, therefore, and I kind of think sometimes we equate not being busy just kind of bad. I could be doing something else. Yeah. Um, or I should be doing something else is kind of the reason. Well, that happens to every single person that ever tries to sit down and meditate. All of a sudden, you remember <laughs> the 17,000 things you've got to do urgently right now. <laughs> got to do it right now. I don't want to spend any time alone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I think um, it's hard to get away from because it seems to be such a... You know, as I said, it started from our early mythology of, of yeah. being being prepared. And then when he, we were just saying, you know, I asked that question about you know death before we started recording. You know, the flip side of that is you could be doing all this running around craziness, postponing living in the now, yeah. and, and then it might not be a later. Yeah, I mean, for me, the this is the ultimate answer to the question. The, the fact that <laughs> I'm going to go into the morbid and uh, <laughs> I like terribleness, it. but you know, we're all going to die. It's yeah. the, the only thing that is certain at some point we're all going to die. And I think there is 
because we're the creatures who actually are aware of this throughout our lives, you know, you can't say about other animals and other beings like what their awareness levels are, but you can pretty much be sure that for most creatures, they're not thinking about their death in the way that we do. Yeah. It's like we're always trying to escape that reality, you know, and, and our scramble, I think, deep, deep, deep down, our scramble to create certainty is really fundamentally about our, our scramble to create a kind of, to, to, what's the, it's hard to express, but like, you know, to, to control that, to control Yeah, no, that's that. interesting, because I, I was thinking, do we actually, do people actually really think about death? I think we almost approach life as if we are immortal. Yeah. Hence, it's okay for me to not pay attention to the day or to be quiet or to meditate. And I just need to be busy, busy, busy because I've got time. I've got nothing but time, baby. And I can do all that chilling out, relaxing stuff some other time. Yeah. But that's yeah. kind of the myth that we've been sold. Um, well, it's a good it's a good and comforting myth, isn't it? <laughs> like, we all, we all want to stay in this space. Now, I'll tell you, like... I am a weird, weird person in that I, I feel like I am so constantly aware of death. It's something that I think about all the time, not because I'm afraid of it, but because I do feel like it is, it, it has so, like that reality has so much to teach us then about how to live. And it, you know, you kind of, at some point, and I think I, I kind of came to this conclusion for myself pretty early on, is like you can either ex this is the one certainty and you can either accept it and try and figure out how to make peace with it or you can just ignore it and put you know be the ostrich with your head in the sand and pretend it's not going to happen and people do that all the time too and sometimes people do that very effectively so maybe i've taken the wrong path but you know um so does that yeah, there it is. how does that bring us back to our question well, about path I mean, do, do you I need to be certain about your path i think that what you said at the beginning about how, you know, there, there's kind of a double aspect to this. I think that on the one hand, I definitely have experienced that um, feeling that waiting for certainty is really deep down about my excuse because I'm scared. Right. So basically, I think that there's two aspects to this. There's the fact, and, and I've seen this for myself, that sometimes I feel like I want to do something but I'm using all of these things that I'm waiting for waiting to have happen as the excuse to not do the thing I'm afraid of doing you know so if I'm doing something new or I'm doing something that feels really risky or outside my comfort zone oftentimes the kind of excuse that you have in your head is that you're waiting until things sort themselves out until there's the right time or until you know more information or you know you're trying to educate yourself why is that well, I think it's because, you know, it's scary to do new things sometimes. Sometimes stepping outside your box, stepping outside the things that you've done the, before. What's the real thing going on? What's the, what's the subcontext of that? So what's the... that's going on under the background of that? You tell me. It sounds like you know. I think it's, it's, it's the... it's fear, in a sense. Fear, yeah, the, yeah. fear of the 
of being embarrassed, fear of failure, all these things where we might be judged. So yeah. if I go and do this new thing, I want some certainty so that I don't look like a fool, so that I don't yeah, fail, totally. so all those conversations, um, I think is one of the things that limits us or, or maybe we want this certainty so I don't have to deal with the failure or deal with... Um, well, I mean, if you really want something to happen... The idea that it might not happen, you might not be able to make it happen, is really scary and, and sad and whatever. But should it be? So, well, okay, so I was listening to this great um, podcast this morning, um, Who the and the guest was Ariana Huffington. So she's come out with this new book called The Sleep Revolution, and you know, oh, I, I like love it. listening to her. Yeah. Her voice is amazing, <laughs> you know. And, she, and she's an amazing person. But she, and I've heard her speak a few times... She says she credits her mother a lot with stuff, and one of the you know things that she came out with in this was that her mother always told her failure is not the opposite of success; it's a stepping stone hmm. to success, which I think is like really important. But the other thing, and, and kind of coupled with that, she was saying her mother also always said that fearlessness is not the opposite of fear; that fearlessness is the ability to accept your fear and continue on. Yeah. And, you know, so that's kind of what you're talking about. It's like, it's okay to be afraid to do something new. But if you're using that need for certainty as an excuse to not do something that you really want to do, then you need to be honest with yourself. And I think the only way that you can distinguish between when you really need to be practical about something and wait a month or wait till Thursday or whatever before you do something and when or, or when you need to set certain things up in place in order to be strategic about something some decision you're making or when you're just using that I'm waiting for things to, to you know cl- you know clear up and and whatever as an excuse yeah. only you really know that and you just have to get honest with yourself I think and kind of double down with yourself basically Feel the fear and do it anyway it's yeah. kind of that, isn't it? It's like, um, I think you're right, 100%, as in, you know, being honest with the excuses that you're giving yourself. Like some things you do, as you said, there's a tactics and making sure things are in place, but then there's also, well, I'll start that next week or the week after next when, well, it's just a way of procrastinating or delaying um, sort of taking action. And there's so many different sayings we could throw out there. It's like, be bold, bold action. Um, and just sort of go for it, take the, you know, even the small steps. I think sometimes, like when I'm coaching with people, I, I try and get the, you know, sometimes we think about the big picture. Yeah. Like too big. Like I want to have it all at one time. Yes. As opposed to making so it smaller. True. And then deal with the small steps that you know lead you to the bigger thing. Um, I think that's the other thing these days is that there's so much that we're exposed to now of like big success stories that whenever you're trying something new, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's parenting, becoming a mother or father, whether it's like, you know, starting a new business or a new job or whatever, I feel like there's so many examples from all the media stuff that we're exposed to about people that are doing it perfectly, you know, doing the awesome thing, whatever that is, that then when you're at stage one taking that first step or that second step or that third step 
it's it's really easy to think that those people had certainty and it's really easy to think that you've got to put a whole bunch of things in place to be certain before you can really launch yeah. into something. There's probably another dialogue going on there because you see them doing, you only see the end of it, the results of what they've done, not the processes that they've had to go through it. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes our own sense of self-importance like well look I could do that better than that person so then when I go and do that thing then you would expect that immediately the whole wild world will be in love with you and just come flocking because your stuff's the greatest thing since sliced bread and then that doesn't happen and it, you know it's a massive blow to sort of the ego self-esteem and that sort of thing and I think most you know there's um, um, Malcolm Gladwell's book he talks about this I'm trying to remember the title now. We read that one. We talked about the. Uh, what's this? It's not the tipping point. Um, it's another one where where he where, he's, where he says about this. It takes ten thousand hours to become good at something. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. and um, you know, and you often hear the saying, you know, it takes ten years to become an overnight success. That sort of thing. So yeah. you never see the um, The background. Yeah. Um, you only see when they're getting in the magazines and being interviewed and all of that sort of stuff, but not all the ups and downs, the failures. The I think the other thing is, is like I, I, was, I was listening to something else um, on another podcast by um, and the guy being interviewed was Seth Godwin, God, Godin, who's um, you know Mr. Entrepreneur, content marketing kind of guy, but he's so great to listen to and so smart and and genuine about his desire to mm. just connect yeah, with people yeah. and stuff and he was kind of saying and this is about business but I think this is kind of true with everything is that it, it was in the context of like sometimes it's okay to quit like we're taught that don't be a quitter don't yeah, be a quitter yeah. I mean you've brought this up with the whole military thing like you know if it's ingrained in you like don't quit don't yeah, quit yeah. it's really hard to make a choice that's right for you you know and Thanks. sometimes and his point is sometimes you need to quit sometimes it's not working and I think when you're talking about all this, you know, airy fairy, fluffy stuff. Find your path, man. Like you know, it's you only like you have to like go to your soul. You know, you have to go to your heart and be like, is this really what I want? Like, what is what is the core thing that I want? That you know, like all of my stuff that I'm doing now with my writing and anything I'm doing online and stuff. It's like my core thing deep down is not just about this book that I've written or this next book that I'm planning. It's a kind of deeper desire to find meaning in life, to think about that, to connect with other people. And that's, you know, what drives me. And everybody's got their own core thing. And mm. I think that's the thing you don't quit. You know, that's the thing that when you're at the beginning of a journey or you want to know, do I need certainty? You have to be certain about what your true thing is. But, but how it takes shape is something that you have to constantly be willing to be flexible with and then think, like, is if this aspect of something isn't working, is that really my core thing or is that just a little side bubble and I could keep my core thing and just direct it into something else that might work better or something? Yeah. But, you know, I think that's where you can be okay with the uncertainty. You kind of see, if you see those two things as separate things, like... If you don't tie you your can, identity into the thing that you're trying to pursue versus keeping that core stuff to yourself. Because sometimes you look at true. a thing and, and you I self-identify with, you know, 
I don't know, being a, a great public speaker. And if I lose that, then I lose my, you know, you can tie that at verses. I really love um, motivating and inspiring and sharing things with people. And I could do that on the yeah. street corner. I could do that, that same fulfillment elsewhere because my core still remains the same. And it's that understanding that, isn't it? So then you've got flexibility to, to sort of do, do, do different things. Yeah, and that. I, but I think that, I think what I'm trying to say is that if you're thinking about certainty, like an uncertainty, and what it's okay to be uncertain about, and when do you need certainty, I think there is something to be said for that there's some kind of deep core value, desire, journey that you have to kind of be certain about, you know? And then how Which that is that shape. What was that? That's a, you know what? You know, I'm asking that because I'm just thinking, okay, so what is... Um, Something if adventure. Yeah. And if you knew the outcome, how much of an adventure is it if you know the outcome of this thing? But I guess you, you have to know that you want to go on an adventure. Like I'm thinking okay. about, you know, it, like something deep, the deep, yeah. deep, deep thing. You know, it's like how it takes shape, you have to be open to. But like, you know, the person that when you first kind of brought this article up to me and actually through our online stuff, the first thing that I thought of is this um, Buddhist nun called Pema Chodron, who I absolutely love and, mm. and feel is a really wise person. Now, she has written many, many books on how... And she was she was a kind of normal person her whole life, if that's what you want to say. Like, she had kids, she was married, she got divorced, you know, she's married again and got divorced, I think. Um, and only kind of became a nun, a Buddhist nun much later in her life and so she's written all kinds of stuff about embracing uncertainty and, and her own experiences about you know during the her first divorce like how you know how hard that was how many years of darkness she kind of went through and, and and how much it just felt like a rug getting pulled out from under her but actually through that process realizing that that is actually the basis of life that we just don't we have an illusion that we're standing on solid ground yeah. you know but she's written all kinds of stuff like that but I think actually deep down she is she's a Buddhist because she has some kind of core belief that she is certain about that this is the right path for her you know what I mean not that she can't change her mind, mm. but it, as long as you're traveling a certain path, there's something underlying that has to be true, I guess. Yes. Um, I don't know. Well, no, because... What do I know? No, I like it, but <laughs> at the same time, my little warning bells of fundamentalism was starting to come where some people are so... They believe so strongly that they can't entertain any other thoughts, so they really believe yeah. in their core being but not willing, so therefore I cannot see anything, everything else that exists, I gotta eradicate it because it's evil. Well, no, 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 um, I'm, I'm just talking about how you I'm make not, your I'm own no, path. I know you're not, but that's just what was going through my head as you were describing. Pull it this out about, of your head. You were like certain core being, because <laughs> I was thinking, can you even really be certain about your core self? Probably or can you really not. be no, certain about really. us as human beings and what, you know, what our purpose or place in the universe is? Do we even have a soul or a spirit? All these Who things that, that we're throwing yeah, out. So, it's true. what it's true. certainty do we have, even of that? Um, and and I guess I've I guess as a philosopher, I've always questioned. I'm always comfortable with questioning my beliefs, 
almost to the point where I thought, is that a negative aspect of my character because I don't feel so strong? I'm not attached to my beliefs. I could, I'm happy with, I'm okay with changing, but I don't feel like yeah. I lose me if I change him. I, I guess the question I ask myself, does it still serve me? Ah, oh, no, I don't need that anymore. It doesn't serve me, so I'm yeah. happy to disregard yeah. it. Um, so that that was all. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was what was running through my head. Certainty. Oh man. Okay. So I'm thinking about certainty. The question that we've asked to start off with: Do you have to be certain to start walking the path? I, you know, haven't had the conversation we have. I'm thinking, no, you don't. You know, you just start walking, and then you'll figure yeah. the rest out as you kind of go along. It's, it's, it's almost like, I don't know if we asked this question last week or did it came out in that discussion about um, you know, knowing what to do when you don't know what to do yeah. and having that confidence so you can just start and then you'll figure it out and make micro adjustments as we go. And as in fact, I was thinking about, if I tie this back to, you know, some, um, I talked about this last night, in the military, we did the one-thirds, two-thirds rule, so you only spend one-third of the time planning and the rest is execution because the enemy never does what you want him to do anyway, but the plan just helps you to get focused and then the rest, you're just right. gonna have to keep adjusting and making and as things unfold for you. And I think it's the same in life, isn't it? It's like, all right, well, I have a goal, I have an idea, I've got a vision, I wanna go that way. Um, loosely, I'm headed in that direction, but now I've gotta to adjust to the terrain, I gotta to adjust to what life throws at me, I gotta to adjust to whatever resources I've got. Um, and I keep using my creativity to figure out the way to the end state that I wanted to go. And then maybe back to what you were saying about Seth, having the courage to say, you know what, actually, I don't like this vision anymore. It isn't serving me. It's not working. Boom, throw it away, and I'm going yeah. in another direction. Yeah. And I think that one of the quotes that is most I've held on to in the past years and that's the most like inspiring and motivational for me is... Um, <laughs> one from Joanna Penn on uh, and she's just talked about if you just take little steps all in the same direction it's going to add up to something so for me and it's just like what you're saying I just keep thinking to myself like I don't know what I'm doing anytime those voices come in like shit I don't know what I'm doing I just think you know just a little step a little step today a little step today and you know I don't know, it, it gets a bit less scary, I guess, yeah. taking it back. But, yeah, I mean... If you're not attached to the outcome, but go through the process to do to take you, these if steps. If you love the process, yeah. yeah. And then yeah, the outcome so. is Well, the outcome's be what it death, is, man. Yeah. As, well, yeah, as that's determined. it. The ultimate outcome is death, isn't it? So what the hell? <laughs> All right, so how are you answering the question? I'm saying you don't have to. Yeah, I'm saying you don't have you to. You don't have to. I, you know what I would really love to hear from people listening is because, you know, you have, like, when people talk about their journeys, they talk about how they've made it, Yeah. you know? And what I would really love is if people would share, if they're at the beginning or the middle of their journey, like, they've kind of gotten somewhere, but maybe don't still don't know if it's going to work out, or they're just oh, starting that. That's something. That's a good question. Where are you at in your process are you well, at the I end of success like, no, no i feel like i'm it, at the you? very beginning and i feel like you know it's almost more interesting and i don't know you know you you want when you're looking for mentors and you're looking to get somewhere yeah. you look around and you say who, who do i you know really respect whose life is like you know who's doing the things i want to do too and you see what they've done that's just you know being smart and learning 
But I think, you know, in terms of getting your confidence and getting, you know, getting getting your, you know, fearlessness yeah, yeah. to take those steps down a path that is uncertain. It's nice to hear about people who are only just kind of around you, you know? It's like your tribe of people that are, you know, kind of on the same part of the journey with you. Yeah. And, you know, how they're doing and how they're feeling about it. Or, you know, maybe the person who's just a day ahead of you on the, you Yeah. Know. It's like if you're racing, you know, you got that... You, you're within yeah. sight of each other as opposed to someone exactly. that's exactly. almost going to go and finish what, on you. How, you know, if, if you've just started but you're a little ways down the track now, what is it that gave you the confidence to start? And, you know, if you're just starting, do you feel like there's uncertainties that you have to wait for to become certain before you can do stuff? What are those? Why? You know, yeah. just thinking about it. It'd be good to hear... You know, and, and for peop other people listening to hear that, that I yeah. think. No, sounds good. I like it. Okay, so you've got your mission. You've got your assignment. We want to hear some stuff <laughs> in the comments there. What do you need to, to feel certain before you begin? Um, yeah, engage. Let us know what your thoughts are. And we'll see you next week, hopefully. Yes, and I'm thinking about dragons next week and slaying our dragons. What dragons Ooh. that we need to slay? Ooh, all right. All right. Yeah, good sounds stuff. good. <laughs>